welcome. It's lunchtime on the Louis Bolina Show. Lunchtime is thanks to Rudy's Barbecue. Welcome. Logan Lee joining us inside the Charles Schwab studio. What's up, brother? It's a new year, Lou. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How's the holidays for you and the fam? Really good. Really good all around. Got to see my parents. Got to see the in-laws. Drove to Lubbock. Drove back. We're good. We're ready to rock and roll. 2024 is here. Normally, I hear see the parents and good, and it doesn't go in the same sentence. <laughs> no, it's a... Uh, this was a fun year, and, and and our kids are at a fun age. You know, they're they're six and seven, and they enjoy almost everything except for themselves. They they don't want to be friends right now, but other than that, they like their cousins, they like the grandparents. It's hassle free for me. So the more family they meet, the merrier. It's more people to entertain them. <laughs> Absolutely, because <laughs> you've done all you can, and you're entertaining them all the time. Let other people figure that out. I got to watch a couple of bowl games, which what I didn't did you have- watch? Man, every, to be honest, everything. We, we were flipping through it all. Uh, the Georgia game was fun for a little while. And then it. First five minutes? Nah, first three minutes. Three? I and, mean, then, and then we changed it. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm i not into the bowl games right now. They, well, that's fine. You they, don't have to apologize. No, they just. You're making it sound like you're. They don't mean it. Unless it's college football playoffs, to me, it really doesn't mean anything because no one really plays in them. You know, okay, I say that all the time, but I've had to modify it. How about 97% of the bowl games mean nothing? Because here you go. For Ole Miss, they got their first 11-win season ever, ever. And for that program, and for a coach like Lane Kiffin, he will use it. No, no, no. It has meaning. He'll use it. But but what I'm saying... It doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not watching any good the football average college games football fan, because you're those, dead right. Because everybody's either opted out or they've already transferred. So it doesn't you're not watching the same team 100%. In the season. Like it just it just is what it is. You're you are 122% correct. But you're like, you're not watching the teams from this past season. But like 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 Desmond Howard said, they're not going to say on the trophy, it's going to say Georgia beat Florida State by a billion, but it's not going to have an asterisk next to it that says, but there was no quarterback, he was injured, half the team opted out. Like It's not going to say that. All it's going to say is, Georgia smacked you. I'll take that to a different level, because a friend and I were texting us, uh, Sunday, God, the days are blurred, right? <laughs> On Sunday, and he was like, and I go, look, the way this works, and this is similar to the Bowl Trophy, all people remember is the final record. Yeah. It, it, and for And for... Ole Miss, they're going to say, not say, it's true. They won 11 games. Yep. No one's going to sit there and go, game by, well, you know, that bowl, though, against the deplete, you know, that stuff is, yeah, no one does it. Recruits it don't matter. do it. Fans don't do it. Exactly. Rivals don't do it. You just, 11 wins is 11 wins and 10 wins for Missouri. When Drinkowitz was on a seat that was full of flames everywhere to enter the year and he got into the New Year's Six and he beat Ohio State, right? Yeah. No one's, Ohio State had no quarterback. <laughs> and Ohio State is like Georgia. When they aren't in bulk in New Year's, I'm oh, sorry, college football playoff games, they don't care. Georgia, with their second string, beat Florida State's third string <laughs> in a bowl game that Georgia didn't even care about by 60. Exactly. So this whole thing, yeah, you're 100% right. But remember, in the end, everyone remembers the final win total. That's all they remember. That bowl win took you 10 to 11, 9 to 10, and... No one remembers you beat a depleted anybody or you played Liberty. You were gifted a win. <laughs> Liberty so didn't belong. Oh, my gosh. It's one of those great stories in college football that you can score a touchdown and still not reach seven points. 
Liberty. Yeah, absolutely. Scorigami, whatever it is. I, I, it just it it is what it is right now. That that's that's my thoughts on the bowl season. College bowl games are inventory for ESPN. They're not for the kids. Mm-hmm. They're not for the fans. Well, they're for sponsorships. All these sponsors, they they, they buy money. I've never seen the a you know you have the Sugar Bowl, the All State Sugar Bowl. Well, now it could be the All State Sugar Bowl presented by Zone Eleven Fifty on whatever, whatever, whatever. I, that's that's getting race car light. So you're talking about the Rough Draft Game Day Show brought to you by Texax.com. Absolutely. On the zone. Absolutely. Every game day, brother. But you had to do Texas because you have Olin on it. Oh, no. No, would, no, <laughs> no, no. That's actually, no. You know, that was true way before Olin. <laughs> so, no. It, I'm just trying to give Olin some credit. ESPN is taking it to the NASCAR level. Man, it's 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 In-game, all In-game, the, the announcers. Don't forget to listen to Unsportsman like morning. And I'm just sitting there like, Dang. oh, my God. And then the 10-minute commercial breaks. They probably have to sell those sponsorships because they don't have as much viewership because no one cares about the bowls as much. Okay. I don't know the sales model, but I can, from the insight I have of how things normally work, they don't sell the Gummy McFly, Boca Merton, I Love Tacos Bowl. <laughs> you sell the college football semifinal. No, they sell the New Year's Six Bowl and everything else is added value bonus. I like, agree with that. Like, here you go. Mm-hmm. You buy the New Year's Six college football semifinal national championship. And this package of nine, all that is the fluff and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to give you 500 added value commercials <laughs> in the bowls nobody watches. And what else are you going to advertise in December? Yeah. Every day, bowl games all day. So true. We'll move on. We will move on. Aggie basketball, is that what we talk about? If they were exciting, we would. But yeah. Uh, they got to win. They played Prairie View AM 79-54. 25-point dub. Two stories of the game for me. The number one, Tyrese Radford, was back. He came off the bench, played almost 20 minutes. Did he look good? No. But did he look bad? No. He looked like a guy coming back, and that's great news for A&M. Absolutely. And and he he takes this team to another level. Maybe not in this game, but once he gets back in the rhythm and has has his conditioning back and he is 100%, he takes this team to another level. So it's always good to see him come back on the court, let them utilize him, not just 10 minutes and and 12 minutes. I mean, he got half the game in, almost half the game in, and like you said, he wasn't good, but he wasn't bad. He, he, He was as expected he would be at this point. Just having him back got you excited. Is there any doubt that Taylor suffered from the loss of Radford? Because they're a two-man game. No way. Taylor's not a one-man game. Yeah. He's a two, they are a two-man game. They're both better with each other, but Taylor goes to the that All-American level with them. Absolutely. There, there's no question that, that his game is infinitely more productive for the Aggies when, when Radford is on the floor. Uh, part of the reason is because... Tyrese does all the little things that help Wade Taylor get open and and gets free. Uh, But the other part is they play off of each other very well. You know, you got to think this is three years now for them and they know each other and they have they have been the mainstays the entire time. And so it's not just, hey, because Radford is so good, it, it makes Taylor better. It's because they have played together for so long and they understand each other probably the best on the team of Easy. what each needs to do. Easy. Yeah. 
That that's that invisible, unspoken mm -hmm. chemistry. Nashville. Now I said two things from the game. Number two, uh, Anderson Garcia sure seems to be taken to the starting thing. First game, what career high? Nineteen boards. Yep. And now in his second start, messed around and got a double double with uh, what was it? He had a oh, eleven points, twelve boards. So first start. Career high 19 boards, second starts a double double. That it, it's always good to see him continue to grow his role because they're going to need him to continue to grow his role if they if they want to be contenders uh, in conference and then uh, in in postseason. Um, just seeing him grow and excel gets me excited because you just know how hard he works. You, you know you know how much he plays, and I think his ability to go after every single basketball, whether it's on offense, defense, whether it is um, playing in the passing lane on the perimeter, guarding the post player down low, grabbing offensive rebounds. You think about it, and to to go back to the AC Law days, he is a more refined, better athlete than Chris Walker. Interesting. He is, he is a... Interesting. He, he's a better rebounder, a longer version that can't score as well as Dominique Kirk. And, and those, you start thinking about those names and, and you look at it, I think he's a, he's a more skilled, probably more understanding of his, of his limitations than a Ray Turner. And, and and so you you get excited about those players though Chris Walker, Dominique Kirk, uh, Ray Turner, those those guys you get excited about their their potential and their possibility and what they did for each of their teams, and that's what he can do for this team. Was Dexter Dennis a better scoring version of Dominique Kirk? Um, yeah, I know we're going on a player that's not here, but. When you just yeah. mentioned Dominique Kirk, I never put that together. He was a better scoring version. I think, but but Dominique was still a better defender. Let, but Dennis was. Let 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 me, uh, let me let me put it this way. I think Dexter Dennis created his shot better, and I think Dexter Dennis was more aggressive on offense than Dominique Kirk because he he had to be for that team. But if you look at Dominique, when A and M needed a bucket, and I didn't ball, say he couldn't score. I mean, that dude would put it in the basket. And so, yes, I, I would, I would, I would definitely compare those two more than I would compare Anderson Garcia in that in that conversation. Yeah, I just it, you said that loud first. That's the first thing that yep, clicked in my head. Absolutely, as a comparison too. So the A and M basketball team get they intentionally and it's the way you're supposed to do it. You get two <laughs> dubs on the board heading into SEC play. Have you seen anything in these two games? That you could take away heading into SEC play, though. That's the trouble when you play th 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 these kind of opponents. I've seen, I've seen some positives and I've seen some negatives. Uh, the negative is is just the ability to knock down shots. You know, you are playing an inferior group of, of basketball players as a team, and you still don't make a ton of shots. Now, the positive that comes from that is you look at the rebounding margin against Prairie View, 63 to 31, I think, 63 to 31, doubled them. doubled them up and had, gosh, was it 25 offensive rebounds? Of the 63, they had um, 
rebounds, offensive 29. 29. I mean, 29 offensive rebounds. No one does that. Now, that, but that's what you're supposed to do against Prairie View A&M, and they did that. That's what they were supposed to do. And that is, that's part of Buzz basketball. We've heard it how many times in, in postgame pressers. Get the ball on the rim. All I wanted is get the ball on the rim and we'll go get it. Everybody's attacking, and that's what they do. That's, that's the pros and cons to some of the shot selection that the Aggies have. But because of that shot selection, it winds up in 29 offensive rebounds. And so they're going to have to tighten it up in, in SEC play because Southeastern Conference opponents aren't going to allow 29 offensive rebounds. They're not going to lose. No, no one's going to win the board 63 to 31. That's not going to happen in conference. So you have to tighten it up on your shot selection. But again... Sometimes, sometimes a team has a tendency to play a little looser than normal when it's against Prairie View A&M and it's the game after Christmas. Like, you just had a break, you're coming back, hey, we're going to work you into shape off from your two or three days off, whatever it is. And you go out there and you know you're going to win and, and you just got to execute. And uh, But they, I, I thought they did what they were supposed to do against both teams, both Houston Christian and Prairie View A&M, and, and it's a good momentum builder as they head into conference. I just always wonder if it translates. And and you know the phrase, like the, the statement I always use is, we still got to see what Buzz has decided is the final version <laughs> of this team because that's nice. This Anderson Garcia experiment, is that part of the solution or is this just for now? We don't, we don't know, and you know that. But then you also look at it, A&M beat both Houston Christian and Prairie View very handily and Wade Taylor didn't play a ton of minutes and he didn't score a ton of points. And so they did that without Wade. And that was one of the things that we talked about is can they find a rhythm that doesn't include Wade scoring 30 points to win the game? And they did that. They won they, by 25. Yeah. And, and, and they did that. And so even though it was against HCU and PV, it, it gets the players feeling and getting them in a momentum of, hey, we can do this. This we Wade doesn't have to score forty five for us to, to for us to win. He can score eighteen to twenty, and we can still get a dub. I looked up the stats for the team. Why not? Right, entering SEC play. How was the non conference? Wade is shooting thirty eight percent from the field. Yeah, that's low for him. What's he shooting from the three point line? Do you really want to know? I do. You don't. I, well, I know I don't. Twenty nine percent. That and that's. I think that's where. That's where Tyrese Radford helps. That's where the growth of Anderson Garcia helps because even though Anderson isn't a back to the basket player, the defense still has to dive into the paint and put a body on Anderson because they know he's going after after a rebound. You can't just let him free. So even though they they they're gonna have to. They're going to have to cheat over, be closer to him to get a body on him for the rebound, which gives Wade an extra half second of, of, of time. Tyrese Radford being out there gives Wade an extra half second of time. So now you have half second to a full second of, of time to shoot, probably three quarters of a second when you average it out to, to shoot. And if you give Wade that time, his, his percentage goes from 29 to 36. And then... When he gets to 36, 
all of a sudden his confidence kicks in and it goes to 44. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, here's your, here's your all American. We were talking about, here's the, here's the preseason conference player of the year. And so it, it, all of those little details make up why Wade Taylor was picked where he was before season started. And all of that can still happen. It just has to flow in the right direction. And I think that's where HCU and PBA and M came in into play for, for the Aggies. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. There's a reason why Logan Lee's here. I don't know, but there is a reason why Logan <laughs> Lee joins me inside the Charles Swap studio. Gotcha. Each and every Tuesday. Boy. The Louis Bellina Show, presented by BNB Automotive and Superior Auto Service. Lunchtimes on Tuesdays, Logan Lee time. He joins me inside the Charles Swap studio. We're talking Aggie hoops, getting ready for SEC play to begin Saturday. LSU, which, Logan, SEC hoops. LSU's the rival, the only rival, really, right? I mean, you would think, right? Yeah. I don't know. Kentucky still doesn't like AM from when Elson scored 40 on them. Yeah, but does AM, I, I mean, I other than it's fact. Kentucky, there's no real heat from the AM side, is there? I don't think so. I'm, yeah. Uh, except for the fact that they come in every year ranked in like the, the top five right. and you want to beat them. It's other than so wanting to beat the top You team. just want to beat them. But with LSU, there's been some ugly. Yeah. There's been. Yeah, LSU's gross. No one likes them. They are, aren't they? Yeah. They're like, if you were to define a state school in a negative way, like what would be your negative perception? <laughs> LSU, LSU embodies that all is of it, it right? <laughs> the attitude of their fans, their administration, they're dirty, they cheat. And I think for a lot of people, I'm one of them, that when you get caught, you still don't get punished. Yeah, Not that hurts. Really. That hurts. It, it just, it's so insulting. It is. Because then when you know that there is no justice... You want to take it into your own hands. Absolutely. And I don't want to go back to my vigilante days. <laughs> so it's just one of those things. That's the thing. You stand behind the, well, they cheat. And, and they cheat in every sport. And they're just dirty as hell. The whole school. I, and then nothing. It, it, it crushes you. As, as a player, I don't think... And and this is this is I guess this is this is more my personal opinion as a player. And when I was on staff with Turge and we went to LSU, the only reason why I didn't like them is because of the three point shot that they hit over AK and never knocked forget us, knocked it. us out of the tournament. And then when Turge was there, and we went to Baton Rouge, I remember having stories from our fans of how the other fans treated them before, during, and after the game. And thinking, when they were telling me these stories, thinking there's no way that people actually do that. Like, they don't say those types of things. They don't do that. And then it, it, it Wait came, a minute. You I knew about Baylor fans. How could you not believe LSU fans? But I thought, I thought I didn't think. That Come I, on. Now, now, don't, hold on. I'm still not putting LSU on the level of Baylor. Neither am I. Like that that's I thought Baylor is just like and I've heard some stories about Texas Tech and you know we, you know how bad is a school when a mascot but, kills itself? <laughs> Come on. That's it did? He I, ran his head into the stadium wall. <laughs> Even the horse wanted out. You tell me. I can't laugh at this. But you the way that you just say it, the way that <laughs> Anyways, I just state facts. Anyways, I let others make I their choices. I didn't realize that LSU was on that level, and they are. And that that is my point. They they are on that level. They they are. That is how they are. And I use they collectively. Not everybody is. I have some LSU friends. 
I have I don't I have some people from LSU that I respect. I don't. <laughs> but I I just they're they're on that level. They're as, on the Baylor as, level as a whole. Hold on, they're on the Baylor no, level. No, I mean okay. uh, almost. Ba- I mean they're 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 We can do the Dante's their toenails their toenails are across the line. Like they're inching that way. Let's just say they could shake hands. They're that close to the line together. Absolutely. With Baylor on one side and LSU staring right at it. Absolutely. They are right there. Dante's Inferno, the pits of hell. <laughs> and Baylor occupies the biggest central pit. And, and LSU has one of the inner pits. They, they, they've, got, they've got one. They've, they've got a good chokehold on one of those little pits. Yes, they do. <laughs> what do you know about LSU basketball? I, I think LSU is... is like every year at this point, they're athletic. They they can turn it on on any given game, but they don't have the discipline to to do it every game. Unfortunately, I kind of think they're like A and M in that regard, in in that they're so inconsistent and they're so off the charts right now. Of man, they look good, or wow, is that the team that I saw yesterday? And, and I think both of those teams are like that. I, I think A and M and LSU are like that. It's just LSU has has probably some more scoring capabilities, one on one level, just creating their own. They're bigger. We we know that most teams will. Be. <laughs> yeah, that's really a cheating scouting report. I, I think they're, they're what teams will be smaller than A and M. I mean, I, I think they're a little more physical because I don't see. Although I know AM's defense play, they they're they're suffocating. I don't think they're physical. I don't think they knock anybody off their lines. They they don't they don't make contact coming off a screen. I think LSU is not afraid to put a forearm in somebody's chest and and knock them on their backside and, and send a statement once. Because you know the ref won't call it every time. I mean, that's probably true too. AM's gonna get called, even if AM just Flinches of a forearm shiver. They're getting called for it. If they don't, even if they don't make contact, they're getting called for it. Is there a why for it that you know? Is it what? Is there a Is why there a for why? that that you know? I think it's because just back in the day of, of Billy Gillespie at A and M, you couldn't call every single foul. That, that our teams had. You just knew the officials knew going in. Hey, this is going to be a rough game. Watch the big plays. May, if we if we call everything, we're going to be here for eight hours, and no one's going to like it. So just just well, teams that establish their identity get their calls absolutely, and that includes college basketball defense. Billy Gillespie, they're if you're not rubbing, you're not racing. So he, Billy Gillespie defense was allowed to rub. Yep, more than ninety nine percent of the teams, uh, Samson's old Oklahoma teams, yep, absolutely, and and others, and and it, once you establish that identity, never let it go. But never I, let it go. But I do think that that on the flip side of that, A and M's identity is they always get to the free throw line. They, Used to. Well, I think you'll I think you'll see calls get tightened up in in conference, and and I think normally the beginning of the year you call a lot of fouls, and then you 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 slack off the officials slack off a little, they let them play a little more, and then towards the end of the year they tighten it up a little. I think I I think. A&M is going to get more foul calls right now as they start conference than they did against PV and HCU and the likes. Great text message. Made me laugh. Oh, here Dan, we go. class of 76, you and me, Louie, about LSU. So, we, <laughs> so there's others that share my uh, view and opinion. Hey, Dan, what do you think about Baylor? Text that in. You know what the difference is? 
You, you know me. I won't go to Waco. Yeah, I, I know that. I hate driving through Waco. I had to drive through it twice. If I could figure out a way to drive around and not, you know, cost myself too much time. I, so I'll go to Baton Rouge. They got great food. They have casinos. <laughs> I love Cajun women. So, you know, I, I will go to Baton Rouge, but I will not go to Waco. You know, we talk about like LSU's on the line, but I'll go to ba- I won't go to Waco. But Waco has, uh, what's it called? Um, what's it called? Uh, scumbags? <laughs> oh, Chip and Joanna Gaines. What's their place called? Uh, the Feral Center? <laughs> no, it, I think it starts with Chicken Express? What are we talking about Golly, here? I don't, they, they have, I think it starts with an M. Why, M. Is, it, why is it slipping my M? mind? Anybody? I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but I won't go to Waco, but I will go to Baton Rouge. Okay? I, I've been there. Magnolia! See, they have like. <laughs> <laughs> Mom is there you go. Oh. You see? No, my producer Emily has stepped in to save us here. What is Magnolia? Mag- what is Magnolia? It's like like at a, Chip and Joanna Gaines have taken over the town of Waco and they've like created this I don't know if it's Magnolia Farms or like well, I don't I don't know, but they've built a I don't I've I've never been there. I've, I obviously don't know exactly what it is, but that's the only thing that I know I've known about you Waco. How long and this is the least helpful you've ever been. Like I've known I've been, you for hey, decades now. I've been pretty unhelpful in some in some situations. But this is the top. <laughs> I mean, this is the number one moment of you not being helpful. It's okay. Look, I've went weeks without being helpful. We're trying, and I'm on the air three hours a day. We're trying to spread some positivity on Waco. How do you expect me to be helpful? I am. That's what I was saying. That's what I'm. Are you on the Chamber of Commerce board or something? Like, why would you? Because I was just trying to. You were giving some positivity about LSU and going to Baton Rouge, and they have food there, and they have casinos there, and so on and so forth. And I was trying to give you something that Waco had, and I obviously failed at it horribly. They have um. Uh, I don't um, feel bad about failing about that. M, um, I'm just um, telling um, you, I don't um, feel um, bad about it. So in the end, <laughs> so to bring it full circle, A&M baseball basketball <laughs> starts Saturday. Eighteen games. Eighteen games. What's their final record going to be? Uh, right now, I would say they get twelve wins. I had thirteen and five. Just one more win than you. Yep. You know, last year. Spoiled a bit. Fifteen wins is Man, that's rare air. That's like I can't even believe they didn't win the. They didn't even get to win the league with fifteen wins. Come on, well, I mean, come Al- on. Alabama was kind of good. Well, they have four NBA players on that team. <laughs> that four, and and two starters and two on the bench and one one state. I think. Yeah, everybody else left. <laughs> that's what's supposed to happen when you have all those. NBA. Hey, trans- but yeah, so you've got twelve. So twelve and six. I have thirteen and five. I, I believe that, again, Buzz does that thing where he figures, and usually it's always the same thing. He just shortens down to seven players, and yeah, at that point, you kind of can't go wrong. I think what they've shown us right now to date is a plus or minus two, though. It could go either way. They could be 10 and eight, or they could possibly win 14. Sure. I, I, I just, I'm good with that. I, I just, I, I think that that's, that's how large the swing is and how much they could grow, or if they don't grow at all, then. They, they don't I don't, win as much. I think the, that's where, okay. The one thing I'm not worried about is them growing. I think they, of course, will. And the reason why I say it is I don't know about the transfers. Transfers are like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get from them. Yep. But there is still the three returning players in your sixth man. Yep. They're going to grow. That's the buzz system. Those four players alone, and that alone is going to grow the team. Yeah. So I know sure. they're going to grow. I've, I'm not, I don't know about Jace. I don't know about any of the transfers. You, 
you don't know what you got with transfers until the season is completely over. So yep. I'll worry about them later. Latest Joe Lenardi bracketology. Uh-oh. A&M's a six. Really? He has them just inside the top 25. I wouldn't have guessed that. Neither would I. Like I, I, I don't have I them as a top that. twenty-five team yet. I don't. Either. I have them at maybe twenty-seven, and I know Lou, you're splitting hairs, but I just don't have them as a top twenty-five team yet. They went nine and four on a brutal schedule. Yep. Which is, I think, a really good record. But they lost all the ranked teams. So. Yep. And and one of them was maybe under, but they lost all the best teams, which means they're not twenty-five. They're twenty-six. You're fringe. You were good enough to compete. You beat some. You got some nice wins in there in the nine, but you lost to the top end. Yep. So, but a and a six, according to Lenardi. They'd be in the Midwest Detroit Regional, where Purdue's the one, Marquette's the two. Their second round matchup, North Carolina is the three. By the way, Baylor's the five. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. I, I'm. I could see why they have them as a six seed. They because because you're going off of potential and, and the players on on your roster and everything else. And Adam's net is going to be awesome all year. Absolutely, it's only going to it's it, going to get better a little bit too. Absolutely, there, there's no question about it. They're they're gonna they're gonna be in in good position. They win some games. Uh, they they finish in the top half of conference and they'll they'll be they'll be a team that is in March and people are going to be scared of. Skip and Brian texted. All text messages from the Texas Mobile One Lube Express inbox. They have a roadhouse, but it ain't close to ours. <laughs> See, they even they even lose at that. It's Waco. They lose at life. What, hey Logan, I gotta let you roll. You know, it's weird. One game, AM played two games in two weeks during the holidays, and then the SEC game is six days after that last game. This is a three-week stretch with three games, basically. So time to practice, time to rest. This is the most coaching part of the year. Because after this, you're playing two a week. Yep. They're three, four games apart. You're traveling at these horrible times. You're playing 8 o'clock at night. I mean, these three weeks had to be the most important time of the year for Aggie Hoops. It was definitely time to rest, time to get your legs, time to refocus and re-energize and, and get prepared. Because uh, I think the SEC is, is going to be good this year. And, and they're not top-end good right now, but they're good for the first eight teams. And that's that's what's going to make it tough for AM is just night in and night out playing a good team. Not not necessarily great teams, but good teams every night. SEC predicted they have the most teams in the tournament and Lenari's bracketology with nine. Big Ten has eight. Big 12 has seven. That's the Big 12 having a really down year because yeah. normally the Big 12 has 10, Everybody. 11. Everybody. <laughs> you know, hey, it's going to help them when they add Arizona. For sure. I mean, duh, right? Absolutely. Leader there, and they're losing Texas. Who cares about that? Logan, talk to you next Tuesday. Be amazing, brother. Yeah, Lou, thanks. Logan Lee, live inside the Charles Schwab studio. It's a lunchtime on Tuesday thing. It is the Louis Bellina Show. Lunchtime, thanks to Rudy's Barbecue. <laughs> Sorry. A lot of people get confused about the Waco thing. It goes back Big 12 Southwest Conference. It's a long history, but it's a long a time ago history. Did I just sound like I was almost Italian there? A long a time ago history. And for whole generations now, never played Baylor, don't understand. And a lot of people are just kind of confused. Like, Lou, are you okay? Yeah, 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 I am. Hey. It does go back, historically speaking. Um, just despicable fans. Horrible, horrible despicable. The greatest 
inferiority complex I've ever run into any fan base from three different conferences that since I've been involved in the world of sports. Because my history, right, is Southwest Conference, Big 12, SEC. So I have like this database. I have this database to reference. It's not just one conference. Nothing compares to the delusionality of the Baylor fan. You know, they got the basketball national championship, right? So, I mean, they finally broke through. But unjustifiable arrogance drove me up the bleeping wall. And when they finally, in football, beat A&M and Waco, that was one of those nightmare days. Their fans were coming over. They were reacting to the AM fans that were there. I was media. And and it said, you know, like KZ and E, and they knew I was AM media. And they were, there was this old crone. This was like out of a old horror movie. There was an old crone on the track who, and she looked like one, sounded like one. She had the cracked voice and just kept going, poor Aggies. And I just, all of a sudden, I feel like, am I dreaming? Like, is this real? And you start to understand, like, why there was a cult there. And you understand why the basketball coach tried to frame one of his players as a drug dealer to cover up murder and illegal, you know, uh, illegal recruiting. You, you understand why the football coach, you know, used the chaplain and others with the whole rape culture and things. I mean, you get all the things that have happened there in Waco from on and off the court. It just, there's something wrong. That's all. That That's it. And in the SEC, don't the schools, for the most part, they just have this unique Southern kind of identities where everything is kind of cute and deep South and tradition-based. That's why A&M belongs in the SEC more than any conference they've been in. Because, you know, in the Southwest Conference days, you would say A&M belonged because being in the triangle, you were surrounded by everybody and everybody was in driving distance. And no, A&M, the traditions. And all, almost all, yeah, almost all the SEC schools have their traditions. It's just being Southerners for the most part for them. But they all have their kind of traditions. That's why A&M fits, culturally speaking, so well within the SEC. But the lack of distance made creating rivals really hard. And I don't think A&M has rivals. Like I said, LSU, there's heat. Maybe it was on the way to becoming a rival. I find it fascinating. One of the things I'll study the next four to six years, life permitting, is will A&M be able to have more than one rival? When Texas was the rival, A&M was never able to because Texas was all-consuming. So A&M never had more than one rival. SEC schools, as we all know now, three rivals is not a big deal to them. There's so much hate. And that's a, that's why it means more, by the way. I, I, I took this, it means more. So you can have three rivals when it means more. You can hate everyone on your schedule. 
basically enough when it means as much as it does in the SEC. But the meaning more allows each school, who's your rival? Well, everybody knows we hate Auburn and Tennessee and Kentucky. It's like, wow. And it's true. Will A&M be able to have Texas? Because Texas is it. And then have this LSU thing continue to grow. So when it's time to do roll call of SEC rivals, A&M can say Texas and LSU, and you won't have Aggies going. Because back during the Texas times, if you dared to even insinuate that someone else is a rival or 40% on the way to be a rival, you'd get shouted down. People get pissed at you. You're a two-percenter. It's Texas. There's no other rival. Maybe the break will have opened up the universe, opened up the mind of the ag so that AM football, basketball, baseball, every AM sport can have the more than one rival to it. Rick texted me, and how do you like this? Perfect summation, Sikkim Rick. So that's from a bear. That's from a Baylor guy who says, I nailed Waco and Baylor perfectly. Just throwing it out there. Rivals doesn't mean you want to beat them really bad. It has to be personal. Oh, sports aren't personal. Sports are entertaining. No. Rivalries are personal. Rivalries, you think about... I don't want to say. No, I do want to say. Not a week goes by you don't think about your rival. I want to say day, but that's exaggerating. That's that one step too far. But when you have a rival, there's not a week. Uh Uh-uh. There's not a week goes by that you don't think about them. A day I'll give you, but not a week. And you know what? It doesn't have to be all in one sport. Because you think about them in the football season, basketball season, baseball season, softball season, name the season you love the most season. And you'll think about them when you're just having your second beer and you think about the love, things you love the most in life, and they're the anti. You think about them because as you think about the things you love the most, that's the thing you hate the most. You think about them because you really just want to wish them a gosh, awful, bleepy day. I mean, that's what rivalry is. Anum hasn't had one in a long, long time. And the one a had, a lot of Aggies felt abused by and victimized by. Have things changed? Texas will not run the SEC. It's Alabama and Greg Sankey. No one else runs the league. Texas will not weasel their way in. They won't politic their way in. The other SEC schools will rise up and destroy the Longhorns if they think they're going to jump into that power control thing. When the Big 12 started, Nebraska fought Texas at every single turn and got tired of it. That's how Texas took over. SEC won't work like that. Anyway, sorry, back to rival rivalries. One of the most fascinated things for me is, will A&M, because Texas is done. That's not, oh, will it pick up where it left off? Oh, yes. 
That's not in doubt or a question. Can LSU continue to grow and a and can have more than one? That's the whole SEC gentrification, I don't know, indoctrination. Can A&M have more than one? Because before, again, Aggies stopped other Aggies. It was wrong. You're violating holy code to have more than one rival. It was not allowed. I think we've learned since then, watching other SEC schools. So I'm going to open up a quick question. This isn't a two-hour survey. I'm not going to use the word rival, but insert your favorite sport here. Do they like the beat the most, means the most, just feels the best to beat in the SEC? Because in football, it's Alabama. But that's every school in the SEC. There's not one school in the SEC that I think would say beating Alabama feels the best. Basketball. Who does it feel the best to beat? Baseball, who does it feel the best to beat? Because I believe in basketball, the answer is LSU. In baseball, I believe the answer is LSU. And I think AM LSU is on the cusp of transitioning, transitioning into that uh, rivalry stage. It's not there yet, but it's simmering real well. It's cooking. It, it looks good. 979-693-1150. You recognize the number. We didn't change our phone number, if you want to talk to me, the text message number in the new year. That would make no sense. 979-693-1150. Text now. Hit send. Let me see what you think inside the Texas Mobile One Lube Express inbox. Texas Mobile One Lube Express owned by Gabriel Garcia. I'll be back. We're going to wrap up lunchtime. Lunchtime? Yep, yep. Thank you. The home of the green chili stew, Rudy's Barbecue. The Louis Bellina Show. I'm live inside the Charles Schwab Studio, Tuesday edition 2024. You know, in uncertain times, Charles Schwab remains invested in their clients, you, by offering personalized guidance and clarity. Contact Mark Simmon College Station to get answers to your questions. Learn more at schwab.com slash college station. Some text messages are rolling in. Trey and Brian, baseball equals LSU. The question on the table, insert your favorite sport here, but what W, what win just feels the best. I'm not going to say rivalry. I don't believe there's a single SEC rivalry. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Something we can argue later. So I'm just phrasing it best. And football, we know it's Alabama, so you don't have to text me that. I, I took that out of play because I'd have 2,000 people going, well, Alabama and football. Alabama. I, yep, we know. So Trey and Brian says baseball equals LSU. Jim and Temple, happy new year, Lou. Was extremely pleased with the end results of both the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl it shows the games are actually one on the field, not in the offices of all the five-star recruiting services. Jim, happy new year to you. You obviously were not with me in hour number one. Dave Bartu kind of um, dispelled that because it was a common refrain. It's just not true. 48 teams have played for the college football national championship. 48. 
41 of them, stars, talent, composite, four-year, straight up, by the book. They've all been top 10 recruiting teams. Top 10. If we expand it out to top 12, which is what I was always taught, it ends up being like 45 of 48. Then of those three left over, two of them had first-round quarterbacks, transcendent quarterbacks. Jim, it is all about the five-star recruiting services. This national championship is the one in 1,000. It is the exception. It doesn't dispel the rule at all. Yes, it features Washington is like the lowest ranked ever, especially blue chip ratio. Michigan's pretty low too. It does not dispel the rule. Remember, 41 of 48 were top 10 recruiters, and I believe it's 45 of 48 were top 12, which leaves of the three or seven, depending on what number you want to use, had two first-round NFL quarterbacks. Transcendent. Anonymous texted, I love this. Oh, I love this. Baton Rouge, the only place I have had bleeping, fluffy dog cult yelled at my family. I got to know if it was passing by a tailgate because that sounds so hammered LSU fan to me. The only place I've had fluff, bleeping, bleeping, fluffy dog cult yelled at my family. Tom St. Martin beating Arkansas or UK in hoops is really satisfying. Those fan bases are so obnoxious about their basketball teams. Truth. Beating Arkansas, I think beating LSU provides an extra level of warmth. Beating LSU feels really good, but you nailed it. Arkansas definitely feels good to beat them. Their fans, you know, 20 years ago, we were awesome. Good for you. And yes, UK UK hoops fans feel like wins are a birthright to them. Great text message. Tom St. Martin. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.